0: I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Lives in L.A. Uh, each week we call it one another and we just catch up.
1: That is the worst joke <laughs> I've ever made. We'll Sit on this crucifix <laughs> and you're like, oh my gosh. Wait, this- stop, stop, stop. 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 <laughs> Ow! Uh, that, yeah, I, I went there, Mike. Uh, I went there, motherfucker. <laughs> hey, Joey.
0: Hi, Mike. Hey, Joey. Hey, Joey. Hey, Joey. <laughs> Hi, Mike.
1: <laughs> no one would ever go to this what? many sex-sounding gay bars. <laughs> Down the spiral staircase.
0: With right? a dancing monkey? Seriously. (laughs) Did you buy dog Viagra? Joey, it was nice catching up with you. Go to hell, Mike. Hello, Joey. Hello, Mike Lawson. And hello to everybody listening. Long time no talk. I'm Mike. That's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in L.A. We have been friends for over a decade. And each week we just call one another and we catch up.
1: Yes we do Mike Lawson. Yes we do. That is what we do every week. Regardless of whether we release the episode or not. Yeah. That is what we do.
0: I have some new technology going on. So like um I bought a new TV. It's such a stupid long story, but I had bought a new TV and so now my whole room is like bluetooth. So my computer is not close to my monitor anymore for okay. a handful of reasons. So now I have bluetooth headphones in and it's kind of a little bit weird cuz i'm not tethered to anything right now i'm like pinocchio halfway through the movie
1: okay so my big fear with these bluetooth headphones is they're not going to work that well they work well
0: joey these are these ones in my ears right now were like 20 bucks on amazon yeah and they they work perfectly
1: yeah, because I don't like these wires. I, there's something – there's like one of those like Murphy's Law things that if you have a wire, it has to catch on your door handle or like yeah. a chair or something. Oh my god, that.
0: Joey. Try having an insulin pump that's also hooked to no, a catheter No, I'm not going to try that because so i boring. Stomach. Yeah. Um, it, it always gets stuck on drawers and everything. Totally.
1: And then you have diabetes. Um,
0: yeah, it's awful. Well, are there um,
1: wires with your insulin pump?
0: Yeah, I have a pump that goes from the – it's not a uh, um wire, it's a tube, so the tube goes from the pump to the uh my stomach or wherever my arm or wherever it is like an i v
1: kind of thing like an i like an yeah, i
0: v it's like a little plastic catheter that's in my body yeah, does it hurt? no, you usually never feel it every once in a while you feel it, but does it ever itch a little bit I change it every three days, so it's not like. You know what I mean? Like and when a, you
1: take it out, is there a hole there?
0: A little bit. Tiny, tiny, tiny. Yeah.
1: Has Steve ever tried to have sex with the hole?
0: Ew. Stop, Joe.
1: Would you let Steve have sex with your uh, no. diabetes pump hole?
0: You're being stupid.
1: Would that be hot? Um,
0: you're being stupid. What are you, Do you have any um, technology issues?
1: Well, don't you we want to explain to our great audience where we've been?
0: Yeah, I was trying to segue you because we have these technology issues. I thought you were
1: doing doing the whole, like, what's going on in L.A., Joey? Oh, yeah. yeah, So um, Mike and I actually recorded a show. We really got ghetto about it because um, right after we recorded the last episode you heard, my computer completely died and crash. I'm not going to get into the details of it, but uh, I will say I was very proud of myself because I essentially have a new computer for $40. But I had to take it into the Apple Store a couple of times and this and that, and I've, I've this is the yada, first yada, day. Yada. yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. So... This is the first – this is the, this, I'm, this computer is in my hands for only an hour, a few hours now. I've only had it. And the first thing we did was make some new content for our wonderful listeners. That's one of the first yeah. things we're doing with my new computer. And we do
0: it for free, but if you wanted to, you could write us an iTunes review. That would be really helpful. That's Yeah, all we, we don't ask
1: for. ask for any donations or anything. Like that Even though I will say my birthday is coming up soon, 4th <laughs> of July, I do have an Amazon wish list. People are welcome to buy things from me. I'm not like some people who have very expensive things on there. I have relatively cheap things if anybody
0: wants. Are you talking about me? No, 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 no. Oh, because I have expensive things. I never give mine out, though. Mine is more like placeholder for shit that I want to buy. Well, I have that, too. So, like, I have, like, a camera that I really want, but I'm not expecting somebody to go get me that camera.
1: No, I have that wish list, too. It's private. But, you know, I often participate in these Reddit gift exchanges. And mm-hmm. so I have one that's just – I have one purely for those Reddit gift exchanges. Oh. Uh. it's just like little tiny things. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that would be cool to have someone bought it for me.
0: So I, I did we even say this? We So we recorded an episode, uh, but it got um, kind of all fucked up. Joey didn't have a computer, so he was like, I'll just record it on my iPhone. Yeah, And then I couldn't get the file to import properly. But also secretly, Joey, I didn't want to edit it. I, oh, I no, was... <laughs> I, it's not secretly. I knew, I knew
1: you could totally get it. I, 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 was with somebody when you sent that. I was like, "Oh, Mike Lawson doesn't want." I go, I...
0: <laughs> no, I genuinely couldn't get the file to import. One hundred
1: and three episodes, Joe. Ten episodes, Mike. You can't episode one more episode. You can't edit one more episode. Uh, yeah, but you know what? It wasn't that big of a deal to me because uh, I listened to my side of the audio, and I, of course, you know, I just you listened ca- to a...
0: just yourself.
1: Yes. That's so weird, Joey. Well, no. I went to listen for like a second just to hear my audio quality. Oh, the quality. And yeah, yeah. And I noticed that I was over-modulating like crazy. So it was one of those – I'm not going to even do an impression of it because I don't want to hurt anybody's ears. But it, I, I misjudged how close – this needs to be really close to my mouth and I need to talk really loudly. Hmm. So I just sound like a standard e- uh, episode of any terrible podcast you listen to.
0: That's not ours. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, So tell me, Joey, what's up with you? How are you? I'm doing well um la-
1: well uh, last week the um, I was hanging out with friend of the show Paul. do you remember Paul friend of I the do, show' yeah. He's the one yeah he so one of the things I learned was um his boyfriend as we know, loves to collect dolls, particularly like um doesn't really like Barbie dolls. i've never have never actually seen him with a Barbie doll. This is what he likes uh superhero action figures, yeah, dolls from cartoons. Monster High. He loves this Monster High. Okay. okay. And Ken, the character Ken from Ken and Barbie, loves Ken. Oh, loves this Ken. So uh, he was at a, a Kenvention last week. You ever mm-hmm. heard of one of these Kenventions?
0: You've talked about it. That's the only reason I knew it.
1: Well, it's funny that you said that, Mike Lawson. You're. <laughs> We've only mentioned it on shows that have never been released <laughs> Oh really? <laughs> yeah. It was it was mentioned in that uh in that episode where I had to cut it out. Uh-huh. And uh also last week. Oh right, 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 yeah. right,
0: right. Oh. <laughs> yeah, um, I know all about it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so John last Saturday uh, last weekend was at a convention. So he was in San Diego the entire weekend. So I went with a friend of the show Paul to well he went with me to something and I went with him to something. Uh he went with me to Taco Landia, which is a taco festival in downtown Los Angeles, but Oh I yeah,
0: I know him. I know all about that too. <laughs> I
1: wonder how you well Mike, you're so prescient. <laughs> um but uh with uh John he uh, went to this. Uh, no, I'm sorry, not John. Uh, Paul wanted me to go with him. He wanted to go with me to something called Cat Con LA, Mike. It was a convention
0: Ugh, of cats.
1: Of cats. For well, not cats weren't there. Well, there were famous cats, but no, pe- nobody brought their cats. People who love cats and things that people who love cats can buy for their like cats. like cat toys or a ton of cat for- toys. Cat furniture, cat t-shirts, Was cat there like this, a, cat that.
0: Like cat – organic cat food booth or something. Oh, like oh yeah. Like specialty oh, yeah. cat foods and yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. And you know like at these – I'm sure you go to a lot of diabetes conventions. Let me ask you this about diabetes stuff. Um, are things way overpriced at the conventions?
0: Yeah, I think so. There's not a lot of selling going on at the conventions I go to because a lot of them are like uh, – it's more informational because it's like um, – Like, diabetes educators come see all this stuff and take back resources. It's not so much like buy these things for your diabetes. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it's not so much about selling.
1: Yeah. So they had this one, like, carry-all case. It was a cool-looking carrying case for your cat so you could travel with him. Oh, Paul was so ready to buy this thing, and it was $180. Mike Lawson, it was no bigger than, like, your average gym bag.
0: Okay, but a cat could fit in it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God, it would be like a mansion for a cat if he was traveling. It was, it was a, an awesome little, but $180?
0: Well, if you're going to fly with a cat, it needs to be in a bag. So maybe that's why.
1: God, people and their cats. Anyway, yeah. so... Uh, But here's the weird thing. There were two, the place was packed. In fact, I've read news stories about this cat convention since, and it was wildly successful. It exceeded the organizers' expectations. And uh, so they're obviously having one next year. But there were two huge lines at this cat convention. Line number one was a line to see famous cats, like
0: Angry Cat? Grumpy Cat, I, was he there? Yeah,
1: you know, I don't know if Grumpy Cat was there. I don't know because I didn't I didn't want to go, why am I going to stand in line to see cats? Why are these people standing in line? They can go home with their own cat. <laughs> they have a cat at home that they can see without standing in line. No line necessary
0: to see their yeah, cat. Yeah, but that's like, that's like saying, like, you have a husband at home. Why would you stand in line to see this famous man? Like, that's why you True. Yeah, a special special man.
1: So there was a room full of famous cats. I didn't see who these cats were. Next... Huge line to stand in line. I have no idea what this person had to do with uh, cats. This Mayim Bialik, you know her,
0: Blossom. TV's Blossom.
1: It, TV's Blossom and also in The Big Bang Theory. Yeah. And every time I say Mayim Bialik, I sing the Blossom song.
0: Um, in my opinion, nation is that it.
1: Yeah. Like the sun is gonna surely shine. And what was that style of singing? Why was that huge in the night? That like Leon Redbone. That was his name. I don't know if he sings the Blossom song. But, but it kind of
0: has a feel of him, yeah. That
1: Leon Redbone thing, like, I can't do it, but like, In my opinion the sun is gonna shine Or is it truly? Shine?
0: Either. Shine. Yeah, I don't know why that was a thing.
1: That was a huge thing in the 90s. People all just Leon Redbone and walk around in like a seersucker suit and yeah. big old mustache. And
0: a, and a lot of heavy sacks, too. Right? That was oh, kind of yeah. a thing. Not yeah. necessarily together, but they were, they were certainly both things.
1: Anyway, huge line for this myambi- myambiolic. What does she have to do with cats? I don't know.
0: I, I don't know anything about uh, myambiolic or cats, so I'm not the person to ask. Now but I'm going to tell you something. I'm highly allergic to cats, so I don't think I would even go near Would you go see Cats the musical? Well, for different reasons, No. It's a That's the funny. Musical. We were just talking about it. Um Steve has seen like a handful of musicals in his life, not very many, and Cats is one of them. And he went into Cats, he saw like um I guess somehow he saw the people in their makeup and he was like this is going to be awesome. And then he like was so disappointed halfway through it. He was like these are just cats singing about being cats.
1: <laughs> well, also coming out there and singing about themselves. Yeah. You know, it would be like it's like it, it, that's all. It's a series of, of it's a show where it's a series of songs where just think about it, each character just comes out and says, "Here's my story."
0: Yeah, it's like musical monologues, basically. Yeah, but but if it
1: was like okay, and then like it was like like the Mike Lawson song, like you know, just like
0: diabetes, yeah. And then and the Joe Bataan song, and he's like, "I eat a lot of tacos." <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Well, it'd be like some like a, like, like it'd be like a, like a mariachi band would come in. Yeah, uh, uh, and it'd be, I, 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 I <laughs> eat lots of tacos, burritos, and churros, and enchiladas too.
0: So basically, I, well, I wouldn't far see, I could take it. I wouldn't see Cats musical probably. I would probably skip it. However, this is not my story, but I got free tickets to see Annie, the musical, a couple weeks ago. Um, yeah, well, wow. Uh-huh. A friend of mine uh, got it, and it was a, it's a traveling production. Turns out it's not even equity, so it was kind of like just kind of pathetic. I mean, I don't know. It was just really bad. So at intermission, I was like, this can't go past nine, right? Like this has to be dancing. Yeah, this has to and be a like 20-minute looking- musical. We're looking at the program, and he's like, you know what? I think we're, like, literally halfway through. It's not stacked in the beginning. So we're just sitting there. Intermission's, like, a minute from ending, and he's like, I wouldn't be mad if you wanted to leave. <laughs> so we just stood up and left. We left halfway through, and that was the best production of Annie I've ever seen. Like it Who was, did you go see this with? It was with Bryce, my friend Bryce. So that's all.
1: Did you guys hook up afterwards?
0: Ew, Joe gross
1: have you ever hooked up with bryce
0: um as an adult no (laughs) when i was a child
1: so anyway after this cat convention oh by the way here's shocking information about the cat convention uh the guys there were way hotter than you would think there were so many hot guys at this cat convention i couldn't stop looking isn't that weird but they were all straight with their dumb stupid girlfriends and cat ears
0: yeah, and even if they were like super hot and gay, they all have cats at home. So,
1: Yeah, I would you ever live with someone who had a pet?
0: Well, we have dogs here. I like dogs a lot. I like dogs a lot. I oh, want to no,
1: know. You oh, you were horny over this lancet the pug.
0: I saw him today this morning. This oh, you
1: afternoon. did? Yeah. Did you get really excited?
0: Um, no, I mean, a little bit. I love him.
1: I know. You know, I just really can't get into animals like I'm fine with them you know but I just really can't get into them yeah I don't
0: know so Hawkeye's at the cat convention yeah but so then I we really leave the cat th-
1: convention and then so here's here was a deal with Tacolandia is I had a ticket for Tacolandia okay one ticket one ticket and, and I kind of didn't want to go actually so I had told uh, Paul I said listen and Paul really wanted to go It was sold out. It was, like, beyond sold out. Okay. So I go, listen, why don't we go to this place and we'll make a deal? Whoever gets what they want first, that's what we go with. So if someone wants to buy my ticket, I sell it to them and we're done. Yeah. Or –
0: And we'll go get tacos somewhere else.
1: Yeah. We'll go eat somewhere else. But if you find someone who's selling a ticket right away, then we'll buy a ticket and we'll go to Taco Landia. Okay. Okay. Mike. As soon as we get there, we pass this these this Mexican guy and a Filipino guy talking. And the, Mex- the, Filipino guys, the Mexican guy goes to the Filipino guy and he goes, "You looking for a ticket?" And the Filipino guy's like, "Oh yeah, but I'm just looking for like one ticket." And the Mexican guy's like, "Oh, I only got these two, man." And the guy's like, "Hmm, will you sell the one?" And the Mexican guy's like, "Hmm." And so I tell Paul, I go, listen. Hold on, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I say, stop. And then I, well, listen, listen, listen. And the Mexican guy goes, okay, but I'll sell to you for like, because one ticket for like 60 bucks. And I, I was just selling mine for the covered price, which was $35, right? Right. And the Filipino, I mean, the Filipino guy goes, uh, well, you can't come down? And the Mexican guy's like, nope. He's like, okay. And he gives the guy 60 bucks and makes it look in his way. So I go, I go, like, listen, this guy only bought one ticket. That means that the Mexican guy has one ticket. Maybe we can get it for him for like 30 bucks. And then Paul goes, Dummy, you could have just sold the ticket to the Filipino guy for 35 bucks. I'm like, Seriously. Oh! (laughs) What is wrong? I was because I was in so like trying to find
0: Paul a ticket mode. Right. I wasn't in trying to sell a ticket mode. You could have like just sold it for a little bit under 60 or i don't know even just a little bit more than your 35 you know? i know well
1: then i thought well if this happens right when we walk up this is going to be we got there like super early there was no line or anything like that right it was like like 10 people in line to get in because i think it op- the doors opened at three and we got there at two okay. so i'm like well if we if we just see this in two seconds we're going to either get a ticket or sell a ticket in 10 seconds right we were there for an hour
0: Still why nothing. didn't you buy? Why didn't you buy from the? the he Mexican took off. Guy? He took off. And you didn't want to spend sixty bucks. No,
1: that's $60. the other thing too. Because the deal was you had to buy like kind of close to cover, right? So somebody tells me that's there. Can I tell them I'm trying to sell a ticket or buy? I was like, All right, go on Craigslist. There's a ton of them on Craigslist, right? Uh-huh. Sure enough, I go on Craigslist on my phone. There are, but every time I call one, either someone sold it or they already found one. Like I can't yeah. get anything, right?
0: What about, like, StubHub? Oh, I didn't even Did think you of that. could have tried right? that.
1: Yeah. So then, um, so, we're, so it's an hour of us walking up and down the line, trying to find people who want to buy. And everyone looks at me like I'm the biggest loser, too. It's, ugh, it's so pathetic, right? So then, long story short is, uh, Paul says, I'm going to go walk the line one more time. I go, I'm going to post an ad on Craigslist, see what that does. I'll actually post an ad. I have a ticket. I post an ad. And I put it up. And I'm checking it every few minutes. And then finally I go, you know what? I'm just going to walk the line. It's I'll just eat. I'll just, I'm going to tell Paul, let's go home. I'll just eat the price of the ticket. You know? Mm-hmm. I go up to Paul Paul's. I found a ticket! I found a ticket! There was a woman who just came up to me and said, I have an extra ticket. I just, I'll sell it for the cover price of $35.
0: I kind of wish this was like Gift of the Taco Magi where like, At the same moment, you also sold your ticket to someone else?
1: You know, it could have been, Mike. That's what I was going to say is an hour later, I checked my phone and I had like four or five messages from people who were willing to pay me like 80 bucks for the (gasps) ticket.
0: Why would you pay that much? Was it – would you think it was worth 80 bucks? You went in because you guys went, right?
1: Yeah, we went. So Paul and I went and – oh, my God. We stuffed our faces with the best tacos in L.A., I'm telling you. If you live in L.A. and you're not going to this, You're a fool.
0: I'll You're announce next year.
1: Maybe we'll do like a get, to, you know, like uh, some podcasts do meetups. Yeah, we'll
0: you will do. Could do uh, that.
1: We'll do like a meetup. Yeah, there's Taco Landia. Anyway, um, no, because even though I got stuffed with some of the best tacos in L. A. Even like an expensive taco is only like at the like. There's one petty cash sells a taco for six dollars, and I'm like, well, that's fucking ridiculous, right? Sure. But even that, you'd have to eat like six of those, right? To really make up the, your ticket price, you know, and I ate probably eight tacos, and that oh, would have been six dollars. So um, no, I think eighty bucks is a little pricey. But if you're willing to pay, look.
0: But maybe if a bunch of your friends are going, no, I don't yeah. even think. Just go buy a pizza and wait for them to get out. You know. I know it's
1: not worth. It's just it's. By the way, these are all tacos that are like establishments in LA that you can go around and pay no zero dollars. You know. And just go eat them
0: yourself, right? Was that atmosphere cool? At least, like, was it? Kind yeah, of it was party? a really cool atmosphere.
1: It was in like Alvaro Street, which is like the really you know Alvaro yeah. Street, but like it's like it's yeah. the first street in LA. It's very like like kind of Spanish style, like um, Adobe structures and like Mission style, and it was a really cool spot. And they have ban- it was really well done this year. Bravo, LA Weekly for putting it on. But that being said. Uh, I wouldn't have paid 80 bucks for it. What's going on in the Bay Area, Mike Lawson? What's been going on with you? Well,
0: this is kind of... I mean, this is me. It's not so much Bay Area. On the last episode, I told you how I was going to Boston. Remember that? Yes. We put that episode out, right? (laughs) Yes. Did we? Okay, good. So I went to Boston, um, and you might remember I also told you I was going to broom with a scholarship winner during my travels there. And... He's a nice guy, but something about his personality is grading. I told you that. Mm-hmm. And a good example, Joey, of him being annoying is when we were in Boston, we're at this cocktail event, and I was kind of standing near him, and he pulled two cell phones out of his pocket, an iPhone and an Android. And I'm like, oh, do you have a separate work phone? And he said, they both work. And, like, such a dad joke. And I, like, fake yeah. laughed. And then I'm like, is the iPhone or the Android for work? I was just curious, like, which was which? And he's like, Mike, they both work. Uh. And I'm like, I just turned around. I'm like, okay, goodbye. (laughs) Like, I have no patience for that. So when I got to Boston and I checked into the hotel, I was trying to think positive. Like, if I think that this situation is going to be awful, it's going to turn out awful, right? So I was trying really hard to not get angry about something that didn't even happen yet. So as I'm walking to the room, I'm, like, repeating in my head, this is going to be okay. Don't allow him to annoy you. Everything is okay, right? And when I get to the room, he wasn't there, but all his stuff was, and he had unpacked. And there's this giant, giant CPAP machine. Like, do you know what What's a is? CPAP
1: machine? No, what is it?
0: It's for, like, sleep apnea. And basically, okay. it, bre- it breathes, breathes for him while he's asleep. Mm. So... He, I guess sleep apnea, and people will correct me if I'm wrong, I'm sure, but like um, sleep apnea, people like stop breathing while they're asleep. And mm-hmm. so this kind of like keeps pushing air into you so that you don't, that it doesn't allow that to happen. And so when it hap- when I walked into the room, I was like, oh my God, this is going to be, oh, I'm not going to be able to sleep this whole time I'm here because there's this big ass machine. But it turns out. They have a machine
1: for you that, uh,. Prevent you from hearing that.
0: Yeah. But it actually turns out that the sleep apnea machine is pretty relaxing almost. It was kind of like white noise, but it also had like a rhythm to it. I don't know. I didn't mind it at all, it turns out. But mm-hmm. um, Boston is nice. The main reason I was going was because we host this like networking event uh, for people in industry and stuff. And it's one of our biggest our biggest uh, fundraisers that we do. And Yeah. No. We had this diabetes comedian come out. He does, like, um, he's trying to start a non-profit about diabetes and comedy or something. He's Atlanta-based. He was actually really good, Joey. Like, I I know that that sounds so shticky that it could be, like, uh, But, like, most of his set was actually about, like, life as a Southerner. Not really diabetes, but, like, that is... I mean, I feel like a lot of his stuff was, like, about food and then that kind of weaved in diabetes stuff, right?
1: What kind of joke was it like, take my blood, please? No, seriously, I need to know my blood sugar levels. Was that, like, one of the jokes?
0: No, um, I can't remember exact jokes. Are they all about diabetes? Is it, like, 20 minutes of diabetes material? No, it wasn't all diabetes. It was, like, kind of just about him. And there was a lot of diabetes, though, but that's why we flew him out there, so... He probably got a lot of his diabetes stuff. Spe- you know, brought a lot of his diabetes stuff for us. Yeah,
1: but during this, they big should have event- brought me. Ugh, I could have done three hours of diabetes material. Why? I just would. I would be. I would have so much material on diabetes at this thing ne- next
0: year. Hire me. Okay, uh, but really though, I mean, it was a really hard room to play. Like it was a really large room. Um, the acoustics were not made for that, but then also like these people are here for a networking event, and they're all standing in ties, and you know what I mean. Like it just was not the perfect space. He did really good, but even if is, he bombed, is he a corporate comedian because I mean here's he's the done thing, corporate though. stuff. He's done corporate stuff before. The so I, is
1: where the money is. I'm telling you, it's where all the big money right. is in comedy. The
0: money, and I think he like he wasn't phased by the like really cold reception of the room, no, but people, they people don't care. People laughed. I really do think if he did bomb, he didn't. But if he did bomb, like it still would have been successful because like bringing him, I don't know, just was like it was a good event. I think everything was good. But let me tell you, Joey, um, during this event, my boss gets up to talk. Luckily, the comedian had already done his thing. My boss gets up to talk and this man stands up right by the stage and face plants face first into the floor. He's, and then he has a seizure. What? And, yeah. Just like shaking all of that. Um, and so this room is filled with 150 people. Half of them are doctors and the other half have diabetes pretty much. So mm-hmm. like in five seconds, five doctors were on top of him, right? They had and, sex
1: with him and he's having a seizure?
0: Why Why did I – I didn't say anything about sex.
1: Oh, that's, well, I don't know. That's what I heard. Um, Was yeah, he
0: we are not hiring you for the comedy.
1: <laughs> and so
0: wait, was he hot? Was this guy hot? He's not my type. He's hot to somebody, probably his wife of 25 years. Mm-hmm. And so, um, seriously, not only were five doctors on top of him, like five really good doctors, like some of the best. And yeah, um, one person, she's a doctor. Dr. Nurse, Oz. Actually. Was he on top of him? Yeah. You know, I said good doctors. Is Dr. Um, Oz a bad doctor? He's just like a, he peddles stupid stuff sometimes, like mm-hmm. not based in fact, a lot of us, okay. not a lot of us, a good portion of his stuff. So in um, under a minute, one person, she's a nurse, um, she produced a glucagon pen out of her purse and shot him up with glucagon, glucagon which uh-huh. like... Half of the room has diabetes and is using insulin, so it's probably safe to presume that maybe this ha- is, hy- is a hypoglycemic incident. Yeah. Uh, Joey, it turns out he doesn't even have diabetes. <laughs> but we hey, called. What's 9- wrong with you? I was just tired. i <laughs> taking a nap. 9- we called nine one one. I had to like stand on the street and wave them in. Mm-hmm. And we've learned since that he's fine, and we learned that he actually had like a history of seizures. Um, but, mm-hmm. um. If you ever want to change the mood of a party, I know how to do it now. Because, like, it just was really weird. How do you, like, turn back Pandora Station to, like, James Brown music? Do you know what I mean? Like, it just was, like, awkward. Like, they wheel the... The guy out on the gurney and take him away in an ambulance. Do like, you
1: try and hey. avoid songs like you wouldn't ever play the song? like not? Oh, honey, dun dun, 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 dun uh, sugar, sugar, dun, 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 You are my candy girl. I
0: understand the easy joke you're going for, but like these, I'm I'm practicing my jokes for my set next year. <sighs> so anyway, <laughs> aside from that. Like one event it I mean the mood eventually kind of recovered and people stayed around and I did my best to not really interact with this roommate guy while I was there. Not and Joey, not because he well, was it's almost me like you're living
1: with your real roommate, so it's not any you're just like you were at home.
0: No, I interact with all my roommates here. What are you talking about?
1: Do you interact with that baby?
0: No. I've never hmm. held the baby Joey. In your it? life or just that baby? That baby um but joey um my my roommate what's the baby's name i'm not gonna tell you that on here you can't say the first name no it's not my my baby sebastian oh it's not, not my baby to tell you stories about but joey my um roommate he like wakes up at 5 a.m and leaves the room and which california time <sighs> that's like 2 a.m okay so
1: all your fucking roommates man they're always going out in the middle of the night for crazy as shit what was he going out for
0: no, he just like was up and had coffee, and that's what time he wakes up always. But then oh. I was I was out late doing like networking stuff, so I was coming in late. So we like saw, not we barely saw each other. And then on the last day, he woke up at five a.m. By the way, his flight was after mine, and he woke up at five a.m., got ready, and he left the hotel before I even woke up. <laughs> and I I woke up, got ready, packed, went to breakfast. Came back, you got my stuff, and then went to the the airport, and I was early. But
1: now let me ask you a question, because you're rooming somebody. Do you have a chance to ever like you know take care of yourself?
0: No, Mm-mm. I mean if I really wanted to, in the I was alone. I mean, when I woke up each morning, he was gone. But when I'm, I mean, I had stuff to do, so like taking care of myself wasn't on the agenda. Do you know? What oh, I mean? you
1: see, when I have stuff to do, it's the first thing on the agenda because I want to clear my head. So to
0: speak. Uh, yeah. I when I get stressed, that mm-hmm. kind of moves up in the agenda. I know some people that do the opposite where when they're stressed, they don't even think about it, but yeah. when I'm really stressed, I think about sex and masturbation a lot more. But anyway, Joey, really? when he left, he left he wrote me a note and he thanked me for being such a good roommate and he said he wished we had more time to interact. And Oh,
1: you see, lesson learned. Lesson he tipped, learned.
0: Joey, he also tipped the cleaning crew. Really good. Wow. So I, didn't, I didn't even feel like I needed to leave any extra because it was like a good tip.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: And I even took some. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I pocketed it and left it. Left a five. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. Um. So, yeah. What's the lesson that I learned?
1: Don't judge a book by its cover.
0: Yeah, but I already read part of the book before I went there. I don't think that applies, but whatever. Don't
1: don't judge a book by the table of contents, introduction, prologue, and and back jacket.
0: (laughs) Don't judge a book until you've read it all. There you go. Yeah. What about you? What's up in LA? Any other stories you want to tell me?
1: Okay. It was a big Paul weekend because then the next day I saw this Paul. We went to a production. Have you ever heard of this musical Spring Awakening? Yeah, I've seen it. I went to a deaf a product a deaf production, a Spring Awakening, put on by Deaf Theater West, in the old Beverly Hills, and yeah. uh, of course we had amazing seats. Now here's the Was thing. it? I've... Now wait,
0: wait, wait, wait. Um, yeah. do you remember the block at Orange? We used to live. Yes. I used to live by it. Right. You and I you used to right go. There. And there's a Starbucks there. Um, they used to do. It started with like five people, and then it became this huge event where like. Every Wednesday night, deaf people would congregate. And I remember it being so fucking eerie because it was packed. Like, you couldn't walk. It was like a packed bar. Like, you had to squeeze by people. You couldn't walk through it without touching people. Yeah. But it was also silent because everyone was signing. Mm -hmm. And I remember that just being so fucking eerie. So, I'm imagining a deaf production of Spring Awakening being, like, silent. Like, you just sit there and they're doing everything
1: Well, they were very clever about it. So it's it's a it's a mixed cast. Okay, so uh, there's I'm gonna say there are three leads in this show, and two of the leads are uh, deaf. There's a boy who's the lead, and he could talk and hear. okay? Okay, he was a hearing person. And um, they have music, so what they do with the deaf people who need to sing. So the two leads is almost kind of like Avenue Q. There are people who are sort of like shadow them, and they're the singers, and they sort of sing the songs, and the and the deaf people sign them and act them out. If that makes sense. Wow. But they're right next to them. In fact, they did actually very clever things with that. They use that to their advantage acting wise. Like sometimes, um, the singer would also sort of be like the conscience. Wait. Mm-hmm. That's right, yeah. Yeah. And um, uh, for instance, let's say – this is made up. I don't think this happened, but this would be a good example. Uh, Let's say there was a a deaf character and and this deaf character was too shy to speak to the girl that he wanted to talk to, right? The the shadow would kind of nudge him to do it. Does that make sense? So they kind of interacted that way a little bit. But, uh, But here's the thing is I've never seen this show. I know nothing about this show except very basic information about it. Like it was actually from the 1800s and a play and they just added music to it. So I'll be honest with you. It was really well done and there were some very clever ideas and the production was beautiful and very well reviewed. But I kind of feel you needed to be very familiar with the show, so I think you would love it because you right, know the show. I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. So my you know friend, what's going on.
0: My friend Erin Gibson said she liked it.
1: Oh, she. Oh, so Erin Gibson liked it. Your friend. Yeah. Um. I, I, it's funny. I really wanted to like it, and I did. I do. I have positive things to say about it. It's just. It was unfortunate that I saw a really good production of a show I didn't know because I really don't – really didn't fully understand what was going on with the show. Sure,
0: But I think that that's a a failure on their part. Like everyone should be able to enjoy it. Like not just people who love it or are familiar with it, right? It should be accessible to everyone. So I, I would call that a strike against them.
1: Yeah, because part of the problem was that the acting sort of suffered because, well, there's a part that wasn't their fault, actually, I'll tell you in a second. But the acting sort of suffered because um, they're signing as they act. So it's hard really to, because even it's even hard to talk in real life when you sign language. So they'd be like, no, Georgian, I don't want to go over behind the hay bale. I know what's going to happen when you take me there. You know, because they're signing as they do it. Here's problem number two, because I couldn't follow what was going on. The lead, oh my God, was so fucking hot. It was insane. It was insane how hot he was. He was, And, you know, of course, we have great seats, because seats, Paul always has great seats. So I was only four, and I... So Oh, here's the thing. This lead, I think, had a huge, gigantic penis. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. No, the, Paul and I were talking about it afterwards, because Paul was actually going to call him in for a meeting, because apart there were other attractive people in the cast in fact the cast was very attractive but i was saying cuz actually the guy wasn't a very good actor he wasn't a terrible actor he just wasn't the best actor yeah. and i said you can teach acting but you can't, like he's a star like you couldn't take your eyes off of him you know like when he walked on stage you immediately looked at him and i go you can't teach that sure. and um the other thing though is his fucking package was so protruding out of these clothes right oh he masturbates too right no it's a different character oh um but this character this guy had such a huge that guy was hot too though uh huge long right and you couldn't stop staring at it and then so later at the end of the show all the characters get not naked but in their underwear
0: Mm-hmm.
1: because i noticed he had like weird legging there was something weird going on anyway the point is everyone gets in their underwear and they're all wearing boxer shorts Except he's wearing boxer shorts too but i can see under his boxing sh- boxer boxer shorts he has a like, bicycle shorts on too and i'm like this kid's dick is so big they had to put him in bicycle shorts just to like because it probably was even more distracting in real life Well, maybe, in love with him
0: maybe it was like. his balls Maybe he needed his. Well, that balls yeah, that's the
1: tricky thing. Is sometimes yeah. So maybe his dick isn't big. If you have big balls, it pushes everything up. and makes it look really big. So maybe the kid like, huge, gigantic balls.
0: Yeah, he needed them to be. Do you like oh, huge no. balls? Um, I don't. I don't love balls. Period. Oh, uh, so, like... love
1: them, love them.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't have a strong preference either way. Like balls are balls to me. Really? Yeah. yeah.
1: I like, I like, like I like, like all like the, the little perky oops. I like the little perky ones. I like the ones that hang low. I like them big. I like them small. I love balls. Do You ever put them in your mouth?
0: Not a lot, no.
1: I love them in my. I can literally have them in my mouth all day.
0: I hope your mom downloads and listens to this episode. <laughs> um. <sighs> Cool. So that sounds like a good production. I'm glad you. I I saw Book of Mormon since we recorded last. Oh, yeah. Um, I just kind of had. It was good. I mean, you know. Have you seen it yet? I've never seen it. Is that weird? Yeah, a little bit weird. I mean, I feel like they've done so many tours of it because it's been so profitable. By
1: the way, they've been in LA for like months at a time, like several times.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like like when they're in LA, LA, they're in
1: LA for like two months. It's not like they're here for a day and then leave.
0: Same here, same here. And they sell out, like, every every um, every show, too.
1: Yeah, but here's the thing with Book of Mormon, this is why I haven't been, is now I'm, I'm obsessed with get, winning the lottery. Because I've been to that lottery a million fucking times. I never win the tickets. People I tell about the lottery, though, they go one time and they win the lottery. Mm-hmm. Me, I've been, like, I'm not even joking, like, six or seven times. Never won.
0: I I really think StubHub is a way to go for these tickets, um, but I ended up paying full price for them just because I really wanted to go. I felt like Steve would enjoy it. He's he's not a huge musical person, but I feel like Book of Mormon's very accessible because it's like it is a musical, but it's also kind of um, I don't know. It's funny and enjoy. It's just a good show. It was a good time. What did um, Steve think of it? He liked it a lot. Um, or at least he said he did. So speaking of Steve Joey, he got a bike a few weeks ago and uh Oh, did fact... he have a job
1: uh, riding people around?
0: No. Why would he?
1: <laughs> Go on.
0: Uh in the fact the first bike ride he we went on, he took a really nasty fall and he it took all the skin off did of you his laugh? knee Joey. Well, he listens to this, but my first reaction was to laugh. Yeah, but if, I turned around like at the exact moment and saw him like rolling into a pole, mm-hmm. and so I did laugh oh, a little man. bit, but I made sure he was okay. Mm-hmm. Joey, his whole leg was dripping with blood, and Most we were right. We were right by an IKEA, so we mm-hmm. went into IKEA, and he told them that he fell in the parking lot. And meanwhile, he
1: turns around. and You're eating those dumb meatballs.
0: Yeah. <laughs> laugh. Oh. And laughing. <laughs> yeah. And they were super nice to him, and they cleaned him up, and, like, he were wasn't— they like,
1: oh, it looks like you cut up your Schlurgen,
0: Yeah. Instead of a Band-Aid, they give him, like, a, a first aid kit that you have to assemble yourself. Yeah. Um, they were... the,
1: uh, the, all the instructions are just little pictures of, like a guy, like, hurting his knee. <laughs> now, let me ask you this. Do you have to walk through, like, the kitchen area and the living room <laughs> thing, like, all through the whole thing to get well, to the we, first aid?
0: We entered through the exit, so it was easy. But we yeah, were. Yeah.
1: Don't you always enter through
0: the exit? No, they make you walk through the f- long way. The exit actually didn't oh, yeah. get very... I have heard
1: about you. I know they did.
0: Oh, I get it. They make it very difficult to get through in Ikea, but they were super nice. He didn't, like, he wasn't trying to scam them. He just wanted a free band-aid, you know? So he has this nice new bike and he wants to ride it a lot. And this past weekend... Uh, I was like, why don't we go on this ride? I found it online. It was like 15 miles. It was rated as an easy ride. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: I don't know how bicyclists can do this. Like you need GPS. How do you function without GPS? This had like a million little turns, like right on this street for half a mile and then turn on the fourth left, which is like Jackson street. And then turn right onto Oak street. It was like impossible So we got all prepared to do it, and the route begins near UC Berkeley. It was like a mile and a half from my house where the route actually began. Mm -hmm. So we get on our bikes and start, and I'm so out of shape, Joey. There was a hill where at one point I was certain my heart was going to pound out of my chest. Mm -hmm. And at the top of the hill, I'm, like, covered in sweat. By the way, Joey, we're not even at the route yet. We're on the way to the route, and I'm like (laughs) – Covered in sweat, dying. I could barely talk, and when I finally catch my breath, I ask Steve how he's doing, and he's like smiling and not sweating, and he's like, I'm fine. So, well, Asian
1: people don't sweat, first of all.
0: We, <laughs> yes, they do. And we bike well, a little that, bit not, more. They
1: don't sweat the way white people do, though. Uh, We've talked he, about this.
0: He's also much more fit than I am. So, we bike a little bit more, and there's uh, what does one he eat? More. What do you mean? What kind of like? What would his daily diet, a
1: typical daily Steve diet, consist of?
0: Well, he does this Soylent thing for lunch every day.
1: My, my, I w- Mike, that was gonna be one of my stories. I've been, I'd started doing Soylent. Oh, really?
0: Yes. I I hear it's really disappointing. He did I Yes. Mean, it's so unfulfilling. Yes. Yes. But but I guess this kind of reminds me of our friend Christina, like who's on this like crazy diet where they don't eat for like months. Okay, finish they- this bike
1: story, then we'll come back to Soylent.
0: Okay okay okay. So he's like fine. He's like you know smiling and like running circles around me. And I'm about to die. And there's one more hill. And before we're even at the route there's another hill. And I'm like this is not gonna work. So when we get to the top of that hill I was like you know what Uh, I don't know that we'll be able to find the route because of all these turns and everything. (laughs) So why don't we go somewhere else. So he follows and I take us Basically to downtown Oakland. And when we get to downtown Oakland, I was like, are you hungry for lunch? So we stop at Umami Burger. Do you know this place? Oh, yeah. It started in L.A. Um, So we eat there and we eat all this fried food. Mm -hmm. And then we stop at a farmer's market so I could buy fruit and strawberries to go on ice cream later. (laughs) So it basically stopped us from going on a a bicycle ride so that I could have fried food and... Ice cream, that's, that's my
1: typical. That actually sounds like me hanging out with friend of the show, Adam Vaught.
0: Yeah. Does he, Adam Vaught try to get you to, like, bike ride? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: You... One time we went to this movie. Uh huh. And I think someone dropped me off at the movie, but he had his. He, like, the deal was someone dropped me off, and then uh, I was going to meet Adam Vaught at this movie, and then Adam Vaught was going to drive us home. You know? Yeah. So we walk out of the movie, and I go, uh, where's your car? The parking lot right by the theater. He goes, oh, I parked, uh, a mile away on purpose, because I want you to start walking more. Oh That's my god! A good friend. I was never angrier in my entire life. <laughs> I've never been so angry. <laughs> I was like, I don't need lessons. No, don't teach me lessons. Sure. Well, like. Okay.
0: Yeah, it's like if I want to stop smoking, you don't. I was okay. gonna say this is pre Uber.
1: Now I would have just called an Uber. Like, fuck you! I'm taking an Uber that made him walk.
0: Yeah. Well, it's kind of like well, I don't want you to smoke, therefore I'm gonna steal your cigarettes. That's not really yeah. helpful. You know what I mean? Like, there's a better way to help me stop smoking. But
1: I will say sometimes it does work. I'm not gonna say oh, I can't. I can't say the story. Fuck.
0: So you're doing Soylent? I did. How many meals a day do you do it? One.
1: One meal a day. Uh, what's funny is I got it from a uh, friend of the show Cameron. Oh, uh, an all around train wreck, Cameron. Actually, no. You know what? I'm taking that title off of him. You know, under my tutelage, Cameron has become a very responsible adult. And as of Monday, he's paid off all his debt. He's debt free and he has money in the bank and he has a regular job and he's a responsible human being now.
0: Oh, good. Yeah, so I guess he's just
1: friend of the show. So anyway, friend of the show, Cameron uh, does Soylent. So he gave me two days worth. Yeah. Which is six meals. And uh, when I asked him what it tasted like, he said it tastes like nothing. And I didn't know what that meant. And then I've tried it, and that is the best description. It tastes like you're drinking a a, a big glass of nothing.
0: But it's like thick it's nothing.
1: Yeah, it's thick nothing. It's like um, if like Novocaine was a drink. Mm. I don't know really how to it's, right. it's like you're drinking nothing. It just feels like nothing. But you know, but here's the thing, though. That's why I'm curious because I was theorizing because here's my here have been my my results with my here have been what's happened with soiling with me. The first time I took it, I took it at night and I wasn't hungry, but I didn't feel satiated. Does that make sense? Yeah. There was something missing.
0: And I think going back to our friend Christina, like you have to train your body not to want that. So it's not a lot of times when I eat right before bed, it's not because I'm hungry at all. Like it has more to do with like the routine of it or like, do you know what I mean? Like it's. There's something deeper than just maybe, like hunger that makes me
1: maybe eat. maybe but but the thing is that then's not meant to be a weight loss supplement or drink. It's yeah, but to, it is it,
0: supposed to like fill you up so that you don't gorge on things that are bad for you. It's okay, like a, so I've had it. I've
1: had it. I've had it for lunch. Yeah. Right, and it did the job, but it lasts for like nothing. Like so, I had it like noon. By four thirty, I could have. I would have literally. I would have been like the Stave Puff Marshmallow Man at Ghostbusters. Well, you would get you know? used
0: to that though, because you're like making your lunch smaller than probably. It's an appropriate amount of calories.
1: But right? I get, I, you're right. It is. It is. I I, I want so that to work. So my next yeah. plan is to use almond milk with it to sort of thicken it oh, up. Uh
0: huh. And that'll give you a few more calories too.
1: Yeah, give me a few more calories. I can use the calories because I was actually having to bulk up my other calories to get it up. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yes, yeah, so I might try and, and, like, thicken it up that way and uh, see how it works. And I want it to work because the way it is now because I'm trying to eat healthier, like, I have a healthy breakfast, great. I have a healthy lunch, great, right? But then, like, to, but with lunch and dinner especially, like, by the time I finish making lunch and clean up after it, it's time to make dinner. <laughs> so I'm like, ugh, i got to replace one of these. Uh, so I want Soylent to work. Oh, my God, I would love it if Soylent worked.
0: Right. Um. Well, I don't know. That's so. Uh, going back to Steve, he eats that once a day, uh, while yeah. he's working. He also he eats a lot of fruit and vegetables. Um. This is very what? Steep- what are those? <laughs> the very Steve-centric episode. Yeah. Um, Steve listens, by the way, so he'll hear all this. I know. Maybe I'm not gonna. T- I'm not gonna tell him we talk about him, and I'll just see if he'll say like, "Oh, I heard you guys talk about it." I
1: was talking to my, I had lunch with my brother today, but I love, am like, I'm trying to eat healthier. I had like literally like a yeah. brisket sandwich <laughs> covered uh, in cheese. No, I had no cheese on it. And actually brisket's not that, it's not bad for it's a lean meat, but it's still not, it's not the best thing for you, but I'm going to make it up with Soylent. That's what I'm having for dinner. Okay, oh, and And then it will be like a, a neutral day. Probably end up being like a neutral day. Anyway, that I might be point. hard
0: for you, though, doing dinner, Soylent. Then you can't, you're not going to eat again until breakfast? Holy moly. Oh,
1: I've done it already, though, and I'm fine with it.
0: Ooh, okay. So I was talking to my brother,
1: and we were talking about somebody else, and he was like, What's with you fucking gay guys and your mean Asian boyfriends? Right? What? And I go, uh, Yeah. Because <laughs> all the stories he hears, everyone's uh, Filipino boyfriend is mean. Right, uh-huh. he was actually saying Filipino, and then I go, and he goes like, like Steve, and I go, oh, I think you're talking about Rod Kyle. I go, no, Steve's really cool. I said, I said Steve's actually a really, really cool guy. Rod yeah. Kyle, and also Steve's Korean, but uh, Rod Kyle. Um, hey Joey,
0: let me tell you this story. <laughs> yeah. Um, you probably have seen this is made national news, and I just walked by this building. It's like, it, this is in my bubble for sure. Um, This shoddy balcony that collapsed under the weight of 13 people early Tuesday morning in Berkeley. Did you hear about this? Yeah, a bunch of Irish kids. Yeah. So the balcony was the work of an East Bay construction firm that has already paid $6.5 million in a pair of lawsuits two years ago related to balconies that prematurely rotted and fell off of those buildings. Um, So this construction group, I guess, is – known for this is something they do this joey this is like it's a horrible selling point from the starbucks where i get like the closest starbucks to my house i can see this apartment building like it's right here um Mm -hmm. the tragedy like you said took the lives of six irish students all of whom traveled here as part of a traditional irish rite of passage on j1 visas and they were celebrating somebody's 21st birthday and Mm -hmm. um The Irish Independent, which is a newspaper in Ireland, found it upsetting because less than 24 hours after this huge tragedy, um, which this tragedy was felt deeply across Ireland in the Irish American community, the Bay Area basically erupted in celebration over the Warriors NBA final win. So... Uh, the Irish Independent said, this is a quote, The fact that San Francisco International Airport was lit up with blue and gold, the Golden State Warriors colors, as devastated parents and siblings were touching down from Dublin, is a particularly chilling juxtaposition. So, that's kind of a weird angle. I know that the story getting talked about a lot, but it is super local. Um, I actually know kind of a friend of a friend, somebody who lives there. Um... So it's, like, really close. But, like, this is an interesting angle to talk about. Like, should the Bay Area not celebrate? Like, should we have not played the NBA Finals because of this? Or, like, life goes of course, on, I course, get it.
1: Life goes on, of course. It's for, like, look, it's very tragic that this happened. But, like, for instance, i was actually thinking about this today. This, you know, this terrible shooting happened in North Carolina. Is that where it was?
0: Yeah. Well, I'm being told by, I mean, PC police maybe, but that we shouldn't call it a shooting either. It's, like... It's a massacre. It's more shooting kind of from what I've read. White I'm Bush not get into
1: this. But the point yeah. is, then Obama spoke on it. But then Obama came out to California today. so he canceled that? He's going to be on uh, WTF with Mark Maron. He's supposed to cancel that. Like, yeah. no, come on. I, I need to hear Obama and Mark Maron.
0: That's kind of a Thank crazy you. get for Mark Marin, right? What the fuck, Mark Maron?
1: I know. It's that and RuPaul. He's interviewing like these fierce-ass uh, black people.
0: I don't like Mark Marin that much. I think we maybe have talked about it.
1: Well, it, the thing with Mark Marin, I think he's gotten a little better this. It used to be really bad where he would just talk you would bring it back to himself.
0: Oh, like, yeah. Joey always yeah. like big names would be there and he'll be like, "Oh, yeah. You uh you 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 sold 6 million records." I used to have a yeah. record collection. You know what yeah. records I had? Like it it was like just the stupidest stuff would always come his, back
1: it, No, you're making it... That's too obvious. What his was more like, if they had something sad happen, and they're like, oh, yeah, and my dad died when I was six. Yeah, my dad's a real piece of work. Huh? He's a dentist. He lives in Phoenix or something like that, right? Doesn't <laughs> he like, live in Albuquerque or something like dad. I don't know. I don't
0: know.
1: And he's like a doctor. I don't know. It's crazy.
0: It was, like, maddening, though. I, I had to stop listening because I would get so irritated that he would do that. That was really hard for me to listen to. Um, Cool. So... You feel like it's okay to celebrate in Oakland. Yeah, l- look,
1: I think the Irish aren't good at pl- and at placing their tragedies. I mean, their biggest tragedy in their history is that potatoes went bad. I have no jokes on this, really. Okay, guys. It's sad. These okay. Irish kids died. But here's the thing. I feel we're all... You never hear about a bunch of grown-ups on a balcony and it falling down. It's always because these kids, they put, like... Sixteen people on this one, like a really yeah, good it 13, balcony.
0: It was thirteen people. There is also news stories about how perhaps the balcony was just supposed to be decorative. Yeah, I mean, there is a door that goes out to it, so like I don't, I don't remember. Really know, know. But
1: okay, I am thinking like. about when I lived. The only balcony I can think of in my head is when Kate and Mandy and I lived on in Park West, yeah. right? And there was a balcony that was not decorative. But I think if you would have put thirteen people on that balcony, that would have been intense. That balcony
0: right that, that, this, this I wasn't know. a large balcony 13 sounds a bit crazy excessive but yeah yeah um, I, I i mean i don't bl- i don't you can't blame these people for doing it though like no i don't blame them
1: it's, it's sad it's just you know it's here's sad. the thing here's the thing sometimes shit happens that's it and it feels like we're in this culture now where if something happens, there always has to be someone to blame. Now, I don't know I don't know the facts of this case. Maybe there was shoddy work. Maybe that this balcony did have problems with it. I don't know. But right. sometimes shit just happens. Sometimes, you know, they're kids and they don't know any better. They put 13 people on a shoddy-looking balcony and it falls. And it doesn't mean that it's the building's fault or the guy who built it's fault. And it doesn't even mean it's their fault. It just means it happened and it's sad. And I think we always try as human beings to place... We, we need to find a, a reason for something. And sometimes there sure. just the isn't a reason. The villain, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I hear you. Um, what, what's up in LA? Any news stories you want to talk about?
1: Yeah, street food vendors take another hit as LA voters... and I'm sorry, as LA votes them off parks and beaches. More bad news in the street food front. The Los Angeles Times reported yesterday that the city's long suspended laws regarding open vending in parks and on beaches is being... Reinstated, which will effectively shut down everyone from paletas vendors in Venice to tamaleros in MacArthur Park, sweeping up yoga and boot camp teachers in the process. Street food festivals around across abound across Los Angeles, and the public outcry to reform the currently antiquated system has been growing steadily. Which makes the news all the more troubling for the many thousands of vendors seeking to safely sell their wares. Once implemented, the effective ban. Would it require vendors to either seek costly, sometimes unclear permits in order to vend or operate illegally and hope for the best? Neither is currently a great option, says the L.A. Street Vendor Campaign, and could further create havoc in what is already one of the country's worst legal street food environments. Mike Lawson, my question to you is, what are your favorite food trucks and food stands?
0: Well, I mean, in Phoenix, there's something called um, a Sonoran Dog. Now, oh, I don't eat that? meat anymore, oh. but they're... Um, wait, since they, when? I, I, girl, I
1: cannot keep up with you.
0: I haven't eaten meat you're... since I told you I stopped eating meat. Oh, since really? Oh, February. okay, go on. Sorry. I okay. haven't eaten meat since February, but in Phoenix, they have something called Sonoran Dogs. There's a few places to get them. There's one in particular that I really like on... Um, shit, I don't even remember streets anymore, but uh, there's a couple that around, and basically they're hot dogs. And they're on like this really soft sort of like sweet bread, almost tastes like uh, Hawaiian rolls. Mm-hmm. And the bacon's the hot dogs are wrapped in bacon and cooked, and then they put on everything, almost like a taco. Like they'll put guacamole and onions and um, Mexican mayonnaise. You do you mm-hmm. know what I'm oh. talking about? Isn't what, it, Mexican it, mayonnaise is,
1: just mayonnaise?
0: Maybe it's not me- me- Mexican mayonnaise. It's I think like, you're talking
1: about like that that Mexican sour cream?
0: Maybe crema or whatever.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: but what it's just like packed high. They'll put beans on it, cheese. It's just like delicious. It's so good. And they're always busy after the bar's close. So it's usually like after drinking food. So everything tastes a little bit better anyways. Um And once upon a time, I would say, maybe this is a sign of me getting older. Once upon a time, I would say, like, if food is kind of risky, it tastes better. Mm -hmm. But I do feel like if... There's two issues. One, if you're just saying you don't want to go through the hassle of getting a permit, maybe you shouldn't have a food trip. Like, I don't know if you should be the person responsible for serving food to people, right? But I think if the issue is that Permits are, like, outrageously expensive and there's no way that people could pay them. That's a separate issue and that's something that should be taken care of. But I don't hate the idea that we require people to get permits and that food handlers are required to do it safely. I think that that's fine. Don't you? No, I do. But that's
1: why – you know, L.A. is particularly um, draconian in its uh, street food laws. So, for instance, New York has very, very – uh not they're not loose street food laws, but if you want to sell food in the street, there's a way of doing it. Sure. LA doesn't really have that. And, and I think it's because a lot of like the restaurant lobby or the you know, that lobby is like like, oh well, they're we gonna sit on the corner and take business from us and blah 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 blah. So they try and do everything to prevent them from doing it. But in a lot of especially Hispan especially I shouldn't say Hispanic, in, a, in a, you see a lot of great street food in um Multicultural neighborhood. Let's say, like, so. In Koreatown, has great street food. A lot of Latino neighborhoods had great street food, and th- and that's just how they make their living. In fact, so I can understand the argument by because what the restaurateurs say is, look, we had to go through this entire legal process that costs thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars, right? That's why, so we can't compete because we have to work that into our prices. And here they are right. selling, uh, you know, in L.A., like your Sonoran dog. I don't know they don't have an official name here but the bacon wrapped hot dogs the the danger dogs the, is what Danger dogs yeah, yeah yeah and uh so what I was going to say is you know you, just have, you can be anybody and just roll up on the street but a lot of people are saying like if there was a way for us to do it then we would but there isn't and it's just really really
0: yeah
1: it, it's a big problem in fact but it's been I guess the reason the story is sort of surprising a lot of people is is LA's been sort of like inching towards um making street uh, vending, food vending more legal and come yeah. up with a process for it. But this is sort of a step backwards. Because I think part of it actually is, if you if you read the entire story, which I think this is interesting, was, especially in West LA, the big problem isn't street food vending. It's There's these parks that line across the beaches. And when you drive by any morning, like the entire park, you can't even walk through. It's just all these like boot camps and yoga things. And it's just like, it's like a gym that people are just using for a free gym. And I think that's actually probably the real problem with it, but they have to do everybody. Right. I, I don't know. But uh, we'll see what happens. It's uh, did, Because it, it
0: tends to target illegals. I just have no sympathy if you're saying that the process is too um, – if you're saying the process is too difficult or too no, no, inconvenient. No, no. But if you're saying that it's too – like outrageously costly – then that I think no, that just, there, there they,
1: is no process for street food.
0: Oh, see, yeah, I, I, let, then make a process. That's what, I, that's
1: what people are saying. Like, make a process, and they'll do it.
0: Right, but do you think that, like, imagine the guy? I mean, this the story that you are reading. The guy who has that ice cream cart that walks around the neighborhoods. Like, yeah. if he is, let's say, undocumented, he's not going to go yes. through the process. Do you know You're what I mean? Right. Like, that. But maybe that could help. Well, I don't know.
1: I'm gonna tell you something though. The more illegal it is, the better the food. There's not, that. Because here's the thing. I think I talked about it in the show that blue corn quesadilla woman that's on Sunset and Alvarado or whatever in Echo Park. Mm-hmm. Man, those no fucking those quesadillas are good. That that bitch is illegal as. I mean, she's not <laughs> operating under. And it yeah. is so illegal. It's Occasionally, not Occasionally,
0: there's like a a. a a syringe in her food or something. But no, no, no. It's not like that. But she is illegal.
1: It. She's undocumented. And it, there was a news story about her once, actually, that was written. And she talked about how, like, the police will sometimes harass her. But that food is so good. man. And not, I think this might be legal. But there's this churro guy. He makes fresh churros for you. Woo, mm-hmm. yeah. girl. I've been sort of. Yeah.
0: Some, of the, him a lot. some of the best tamales I ever ate were. I was at a Walmart in Phoenix, which is already an awful place to be. I walk out of Walmart and this lady's like, "Hey, do you want tamales?" And I was like, "What do you got?" And she walks me over to a truck in the back of the truck. She has a huge ice chest, like maybe four ice chests with different oh, yeah. flavors in them, like pork mm-hmm. and chicken, whatever. I bought a dozen tamales for her from her for like, I don't know, like 10 bucks or something ridiculous. Yeah best tamales I've ever eaten in my oh life.
1: yeah oh yeah yeah that that's all of around Richard's house you can't in front of Richard's house there's like a Mexican woman waving a flag for like to come and eat like Mexican breakfast like come on come in here eat Mexican like it's crazy it's like a, yeah. it's like a it's like a street fair in front of Richard's house and but there is that old lady Mexican lady but sitting by a, a cooler selling tamales out of her cooler yeah it's right. crazy
0: um Wh- Joey my else is going on in my the next area? story oh. I mean, I don't know if it segues perfectly, but for the past uh, three decades, the corner of 24th and Bryant in San Francisco's Mission District has hosted murals that explore issues that face the historically Latino neighborhood. Uh, Past works of art have addressed police brutality, gentrification, and the quality of local schools. But the latest mural depicts gay, lesbian, and transgender cholos. And that's in parentheses, but... Uh, oh, that man. has that has the gallery behind the mural, fearing for the safety of the artist and his supporters. So the mural was officially unveiled on Saturday, and did you see the picture of it? No, let me look. Um, the on the left side of it, there's two guys and like wife beaters with like traditional kind of like oh yeah, cholo kind of hair and facial. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then on the right, it's lesbians. And then in the center, it's a transgender... Bl-
1: block the right side.
0: On the center, it's a transgender person with like... It looks like the face is cut out and then the boobs are kind of like um, sewn up. So it was unveiled on Saturday and by Tuesday morning it had already been defaced with blue and red uh, spray paint and the images of the two Latina women uh, and the male people were kind of like scribbled out There. what's funny is like they didn't really touch the transgender person at all but under the transgender oh, no person no one wants to
1: touch a transgender person
0: it's a, it says <laughs> it says por vida <laughs> which means for, uh, life. for life And uh, that was kind of spray painted over
1: So here's what's important I'm looking at your story here what it, here's the most important part did you see the picture here of Jorge Rivas?
0: Uh, the writer? yeah he's cute
1: He's really cute. Oh, my God. Did you, like, click into him and stuff? Yeah, I did, actually. Sorry. Um... Uh, well, this would have – I'm going to ask Richard what his opinion is Yeah, this. totally. I'm
0: sure he'll have opinions. Uh, uh But the quote from the uh, director of the nonprofit Art Gallery is, is, we're used to getting both negative and positive feedback as part of our programming, but this time around we didn't anticipate this response. Um, I don't know. The murals are supposed to spark discussion, but the art director, uh, Ani Rivera – Said this one has led to online threats against the artist who belongs to a queer DJ and artist group known as the Maricon Collective, as well as support. Oh, Richard! Of the
1: art. Richard knows them; is, um, is sort of involved with them.
0: So they filed a police report. Um, I don't know. I was just curious, kind of what you would say. Like, is the I know, kind of like a lot of um, minority communities are not super LGBT friendly. Uh, for a handful of reasons and I know like the um, – this – the Latino kind of culture is – tends to be very like Catholic is – how are they? I guess I don't really know. Like how are they?
1: Well, it's tough and I can I – can even well, I'm going to say two things. One, it's hard to say because um, I only know my immediate – not my immediate family, but my brother, like the family that I'm involved in. Right, The, your the family. family that Richard and I share, which – has been dragged into, you know, being progressive, and I think a lot of Mexican American families have. That well, it's said, so it's so look, hard
0: to demonize somebody you know. So and also can, it's
1: easy to say that, but look, Queen Mexico's legalized gay marriage through true, legislation. True. And, and like, kind of made
0: made like no big deal about it. It kind of just happened. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> it was just like, all right, yeah. And can so, we also like uh, change the income tax code at the same time because it'll be quick? Like it was really fast.
1: Yeah. It it was super super fast. And so like um it, it you know in our family but like I've said before major props to a uh, cousin of the show Richard for dragging our family kicking and screaming into being progressive so it makes it easier for me and other gay right. people in our family. That being said, um But I think that's –
0: that that we should note. That's the value of people coming out of the closet. Like you live in the closet and your whole circle of people around you think you're a great person, but they don't know that you're also a a gay person. So like if you come out, you're like normalizing gay and they can see like, oh, gay people aren't that bad. So then – do you know what I mean? So like as more people are coming out of the closet, I feel like this – that's kind of responsible for the tide turning on how people feel about LGBT folks.
1: Yeah, I'd be very curious to see if they ever find out who did it and why. I'd be very curious. It could be, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if it was not very young kids, but adolescents, sure. because to them, um, sexuality is a really important thing. And so, sexual like uh, adolescent um, thuggy kids, you know, would do this because it would be it, it sort of rubs them the wrong way. But I, right. I don't see anybody over twenty really doing that.
0: The response from the nonprofit that put this up is kind of like. Um, Well, the quote, they're trying to say that there's no LGBT people in the lowrider community, that they've never existed, but they have existed in the fringes. And it's because of that erasure, we feel it's important to claim all ourselves. So they're kind of putting words into the person because like you, I kind of thought like this was like a neighborhood kid who's like, you know what I mean? Like just doing something stupid, but they're kind of putting a lot of, a lot more, um, I guess projecting how they feel the person who did this feels, which they don't know for sure if that's the truth. What do you got going on uh, next week? Anything, Joey?
1: Um, hold on. I got to go back here and close this. Say it again. Oh, wait, no. <laughs> oh, wait, I closed everything already.
0: Do you have any other news <laughs> stories? I do.
1: Well, let's just go to next week. Mike, we're already at um.
0: Okay, so good. a lot of time. Yeah. It felt like this show was over. 20 minutes Yeah, ago. it really did. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it felt like it was over an hour and a half ago. Um, what do you got going on next week? Anything exciting?
1: Well, Saturday I am going to a super cool party at uh, the home of friend of the show, Nico Martinez.
0: Oh, no. Nico and John's house.
1: And John Marti.
0: I'm excited. I'm jealous.
1: Yeah. So, uh, I get to go to that party. I'm trying to get see if I can get um, our friend Danny to go.
0: You should uh, just walk all... Oh, because Danny knows John. Yeah. You should walk all around Nico's neighborhood and just take a bunch of pictures from his view from a dog walk places. What? You know, what are you talking about? He does this thing... Maybe... Do you follow him on Instagram? Like, every time he goes on a dog walk, he takes a picture and he tags it view from a dog walk.
1: And, well, here's here's the, my dilemma, is... I might go on this uh, food tour with a famous food writer, oh. and it literally is in Nico Martinez's neighborhood, and it ends right before Nico Martinez's party. Okay. So, I was thinking of just picking up, because it's a potluck, some, picking up some amazing Asian food along the way that I'm going to have, you know, and taking that to the party, but then that means I can't take somebody, because unless Danny wants to go on this food tour.
0: Or you meet know? you there, yeah.
1: Okay, so I got So, anyway, that's, oh, the other thing I might do, I might go on the San Gabriel food tour.
0: Cool. Sounds fun. San
1: Gabriel, I'm sorry, of the San Gabriel Valley. So, yeah. Also, important announcement, which we, it's too bad we skipped a week. Mike, it's, uh, Catching Up is not participating in the Pride 48 weekend live streaming event this weekend, but I am doing a show. Sunday, June 21st at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern. It's the Joey Boo Hecker Comedy Hour starring (laughs) Joe Batance. And I will be doing a one-hour show from 3 p.m. to 4 p.m. or 6 p.m. to 7 p.m., whichever time zone you're in. And the Joey, so once again, Pride 48 Weekend on pride48.com, Sunday, June 24th, 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern. The Joey Boo Hecker Comedy Hour starring Joe Batance.
0: Awesome. By the way,
1: Joey Buchecker is not on the show. Not affiliated with Joey Buchecker. Not affiliated. Joey Buchecker has nothing to do with this show. Uh, oh, the show. Oh, wait! Ol- hold on for a second. Hold on. There's somebody here to put to remote the show. Hold on. Hello, Diaz. Hello, it's me, Betsy Carmichael. No, Diaz. you're Hello, gonna get Diaz. assist and desist. Hello, dear. I just wanted to tell you I'm so excited for Joe to be doing the, the Joey a Comedy Hour, dears. And I hope that you're on it, dears. Mike Lawson, I know you have a big dick. Are you going to be on it, dear? No. Mm-mm. It's a good thing he's go, that troll has nothing to do with it, dears. That's what I told Joe Batanz when he asked me about the show, dears. And I said, is that troll going to be under a bridge or is he going to be on the show, dears? And of course... Juba- <laughs> Wait, what, what's that laugh he does?
0: <laughs> um... Cool. Well, it sounds like it's going to be a good time.
1: Um, Oh, of course, dears. Well, I have to go, dears. I have a performance in Buffalo, dears. See you about, dears, 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 (laughs) dears. I'm going to go, I'm going to walk out the door, dears. I'm going to go walk out the deer doors. Oh, wow, it sounds
0: t- so much fun. Oh, my God.
1: Yeah, I can't believe Betsy Carmichael flew all the way from Buffalo.
0: To do this little commercial spot. To do That's this cool.
1: little show. Oh, this Joey Booker Comedy Hour is going to be fantastic.
0: Yeah. Um, so next week, Joey, I'm not traveling for uh, until the beginning of July, so I'm just enjoying that. And Big Brother starts. My summer is over when Big Brother starts because I consume... Mm-hmm. I, I, big brother consumes my whole schedule so 3 days a week i'll be on big brother um or dealing with big do brother Do they still
1: stream it? Yeah, i never uh. do the
0: i never got into like live streams or even this after dark show they do or whatever they call it. Mm-hmm. I just watch the the episodes, that's it. I will there are um a couple of big brother blogs that i kind of check out from time to time. But I usually I'm more interested in like post show stuff. So like after an episode happens, if they explain other drama that went into it, I'll look at that more than I don't like the spoiler stuff so much. Um, oh, and then Father's Day is on Sunday. I already bought my dad a gift, and that he actually texted me today and say he said he got it. So that's done and then there's the Warriors Parade tomorrow um, it goes pretty close to my house I might go out and give it a look just Warriors, cause the crowd is here Warriors
1: come out for your parade
0: so that's I have no idea what that was what is that a reference to something I should know
1: it's a play and a movie quote
0: oh so the Warriors Parade is tomorrow so maybe I'll check that out maybe I won I don't know but Cool. Well, nice catching up with you, Joey.
1: And I got a hand mic.
0: Alright, bye. Uh, Um... Use action to defeat worry and fear. Do something to change what can be changed, and you'll no longer be afraid.